I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. It's how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person. And that's how you create something that I think lasts forever. That's our challenge as people, is to figure out how our story can impact others and motivate them in a way to create their own greatness. On three podcast hosted by Hans, Evan, and Lou. Welcome to the three on three podcast. I'm your host, Hans, here with my boys, Evan and Lou, and the pod mamba in the background, here to give you your great basketball takes coming right at you today we have a great show as always in stored for you we have our reactions and our takes on espn's 25 under 25 and what's going on in la i think mm. it's raining ain't no sunshine out there there ain't been no sunshine this week in la so boy. cow they say what it Listen. never rains in southern california so it's lie. been raining thundering thundering boy. and last but not least we know it's early but we got some takes on what's going on in the NBA. But first, 25 under 25, ESPN dropped their 25 under 25 list and they're ranking them. So, Ev, our boy here, brought this list to our attention. I know you've been watching it, studied it, probably have it up on your wall since you're the basketball connoisseur up in here. Hello, have hello. All the stats ready to go. What are your thoughts, man, on this list? Let's go. Fascinating list. We'll start off with there. Appreciate the effort by ESPN. I always find it interesting when they come up with these lists because I feel like they think of certain people and then they pull them together as they think about them. So mm. it's not a true ranking. It's like, oh, what about this guy? Or what about this guy that's related to him? And then they end up like 13 and 14. So, <laughs> you know, I, I but I get it. It's, it's content. It worked because, you know, it, it got it got me thinking about it and talking about it. So when I'm going through the list, I'm I'm looking at it. A couple names stood out to me. The first one I'm going to throw out there is LaMelo Ball. I understand the hype about him coming in. I understand. What number was he? He's number nine on the list. I was about to say, okay. he's number nine. Okay. My bad. No, no, it's all good. Go it's okay. Because okay. that's going to, I feel like this is going to give us the preface of where our dear brother is going to go with it. So he's number Absolutely. nine on the list. Absolutely. And, and we'll and we'll preface this with a bunch of things we say today with it's early, okay? But LaMelo Ball, ninth best player in the 25, better than players like Scotty Barnes, better than players like Tyrese Maxey, Jaron Jackson, even Paolo Banquero. I'm not seeing it. I don't see winning basketball from him. I don't see a player that they could keep in in the fourth quarter. They pull him out because of his defense. He's 45, a career high 45% at the rim. That under 50%, that's on layups. That's not going to get it done from the point guard perspective position. And I'm fine. Okay, he can put up 30 points a game, but his team is perpetually out of the playoffs. I don't see winning basketball from him. I don't know, even if you put him on a different team, would he contribute to winning? He's cut down his 34 three pointers a little bit, but 
you know, he's 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 still he's still in that. I think I'm Steph Curry range. He's not <laughs> Steph Curry. I'll, so, I'll, I'll I'll trade him for his brother for sure on the Bulls. So I mean, <laughs> talk about it. I mean, you'll trade a player that is playing for a player that's not playing. I, I definitely give, I give you that. Hello. But but I. I don't want any of the balls on my team. Lonzo, Lamelo, what's Leangelo <laughs> or something? What is set it? myself up early. First of all, first of all, Leangelo had no shot. He was never making it to league. <laughs> he had a couple ten day contracts. He had a couple ten days. Shout out to shout out to Le- Levar. He got his two sons to the league. All respect, dude. That's awesome. Well, he, did. Well, he, he can't say he got all three. But his well, he got paper. two of the three. Two of the he three. He did better than Jordan. Then I'm just saying. Absolutely. I'm just first saying, of all, Jordan. That's that's a, Jordan, that's a feat. You got two all, out of three. It's Jordan. Like, come on, man. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, two out of three though. You got to get that man credit. Two out of three in the league. That's winning Lamar, though. Lamar, Lamar, ain't, Lamar ain't did nothing, bro. Like Lamar ain't <laughs> bouncing, bouncing, boring in '99. Like Jordan, you brought, you brought this up. You brought this up, and it's. Is relevant because you know Jordan up until last year owned the bull. I mean, owned the Hornets. So the Hornets, it's, yeah, he stole his majority. He's a minority. Does he have a little bit or no? He saw all of it. A little bit. I think. Yeah, he's still. He, like he, he I'm about to say he still. He still gets some bread from me. He still is. A, he's part owner still. You he's you brought up his sons. Let me ask you this: Do you think he was actually training his sons, or do you no, think no. he balled with them a few times, saw they weren't in, and then just spent like the next fifteen years just like? Whooping their tail on the court. He's with them. He's like, yo, they will never play football. You think they got basketball PTSD? Yes. Like, yeah. Thanks to my dad, I never want I to think, see the basketball. I think LiAngelo does. I think Lam- I think Lamelo does it because it's fun because he had two older brothers he had to play against. But we're I talking think. about Jordan's kids. No, though, no, no. Right? I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking oh. to Jordan's kids. Oh, Jordan's we're talking kids. About Jordan's kids. Oh no, no, no. Jordan's. I think no, it's no, exactly what Ev said. Like. He saw his kids on the court. He's like, "Ain't no, no way." No, it's, no. It's <laughs> pure, like, no, do, no, no. Do you think? Do you sure, think Michael Jordan sure. literally said the word, "These are my sons"? No, no. Nah, I think I think he looked at him. He's just they will like he, they will never be in that. Bro, he's, I want to say something, but I want to keep this pod PC, and I don't want us going viral for the wrong reason. So we might meet. We might meet MJ one day. No, 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 no. Here's the great thing about this. Say what you're gonna say. Our pod mama is just gonna bleep it out. Listen, what are you talking about? I'll say it myself. Marcus Jordan, great score. Oh, you guys talking about? I feel like he looked. He looked at him, and he blamed. The mother for half of the DNA. He's oh, I wow. did my part. <laughs> I wow. did my part. Well, now, what do you mean wrong? Let's just be clear. What are you I doing? know I would do the same. I got I'm just saying I got great bloody genes. If my little homies, <laughs> if I would have children, they weren't athletic. I'm definitely looking at my and the, the mom. I'm like, yo, this is on you. Because look so, at me. Look so at get me. Him, so get him back. Look at, like, you got a story. You got like look at me. I'm literally people confuse me. They thought I was the logo. So I play with my mom. So getting back to the children of the game, um, <laughs> Lamelo too high on the list for me. Doesn't contribute to winning basketball. I, I, 
30 points is impressive, but I've seen high 20 point scores come and go in this league that don't contribute to winning basketball. Okay. I feel he's on that list until he proves me wrong. Again, it's early, but he's got to prove so me wrong. So you're talking about empty stats? It's cool. But, like, okay, so if he's nine, where, alert. should he should he be on the top 25 at all? Or, or, or where would he better rank? He should be there, but I think it's, it's a classic Hans question. Hans asks, it's like, okay, cool. If they don't rank there, who should be on that list? Who should be taking that spot? I think he should be behind other players. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, Jared Jackson, the ones that are that are immediately behind him. Players that are already contributing in winning environments. Uh, defensive MVP, Tyrese Maxey, getting better every year, taking the reins from, from a James Harden. I think, a, a heck, just going on, on the people behind him, I, I'd put Evan Mobley, stronger defensively, uh, can still, can, can still score. Namesake. I mean, you know, great first name. Definitely have no problem with that. So I, I would put him in the 13 to the 15 range. Uh, while while I'm going real quick, just, you know, come back to me when, when you want to talk about who, who I think should be higher. But Scotty Barnes, definitely a player, a five-tool player uh, that can guard one through five. Uh, handle the ball. I mean, he's 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 a player on the list that I think should be high, much much higher than than where he's at. So where if we're right talking now, about where you think he's fifteenth fifteenth on the list. I definitely have him top ten in, in this list. Before if we, we're, if before we're talking, we I know I know I'm jumping, but if you ask me, you ask me the question where Lamelo should be, he should be behind those players. No, and what I was gonna say before I jump to lose thoughts on the list, I wholeheartedly hundred percent was going to press you on the Lamelo, your Lamelo take but once you start to hit me with cold hard facts i was like dang uh, and you're I, right because scott scotty barnes and to me the tyreeks maxi were the most egregious ones that you would have to put behind Lamelo, given how they have so far exceeded it the only reason i can see Lamelo being there is the narrative in which f brought up it's like your boys were sitting at the table and it was like looking at some LaMelo highlights. Yo, remember he was doing this? Mm-hmm. He was doing the league and, and everything like that. And he got injured. And I think he's there just based off of seniority, maybe, and what he's done before. So, therefore, they're thinking he's done it before. He's most likely able to do it again versus projection, at least my thought, on where he's ranked right now. But I really was ready to push you on that. But you can't argue with. How great Scotty Barnes, Max, Maxi, especially Maxi, who should be really a lot higher than what he is, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I didn't mean to jump on you, Lou, on your take on the list, but LaMelo is, in my opinion, nearing that. Is this who he is? This take that Evan loves to when we have, when we have basketball discussions, and Evan's always point this out. He'll say. Are they who they are? Is this it? Like, is this who we're seeing? And I think LaMelo is approaching that year of the league. I think after their, what, junior year, sophomore year, they start to form with this is who they are. So who is LaMelo? Is this all we're going to get? Is he a player who's going to have injuries and is just going to underperform and have trouble hit shots sometimes? Is this who he is? You know, that's something that we have to consider. I mean, not necessarily subscribe to the fact that Lamelo underperformed, and you know, trying. I mean, I'm gonna just jump into mine, right? For me, somebody who is too low, you know, and I'll get to the too high, but too low is 
you know, is Tyrese Maxey. He was outside of the top 10. Tyrese Maxey for sure should be in the top 10. Not only for how integral he's been to the Sixers, uh, especially over the last playoff run coming behind, coming behind um, Harden. So it's like, yo, if you're coming behind Harden and you're also making a super, like, impact on the team, and then now, as Emma said, like, yo, you got the, you got the keys to the city now. You are the point guard of the team. Harden is out. So you can now actually reach your full potential. I think even still playing behind Harden, he has cemented himself in a position where he should be in the top 10 conversation. And people like Lamelo, Zion, I'm sorry. You guys have not been on the court. You guys have been injured. So at the end of the day, he's like, I can't Zion's at number seven, you. just for those wondering. I know. Yeah, he's a top 10 guy, and so is LaMelo, a top 10 guy at seven and nine, you know, with Zion and LaMelo respectively. I'm not going to put you over a guy like Maxi, who has day in, day out, game in, game out, has proven why they're formidable and also an integral part to their team. You guys have not been on the floor. Sorry. But if you're, well, if you're plays 36 games, what, what did um, Zion play? 20, 20, 25, 26? I, I, can't, I can't subscribe to the fact that you are going to be above somebody like Tyrese Maxey on a top 10 list when you really, for your, for your, your both of y'all, when your first two seasons haven't been healthy enough to actually get put to straight through a full season and also get to the postseason and being an integral part of why your team has been successful. So, so should John Morant be at number five? I do John Moran, in fact, because now, again, guys like John Moran, Jaron Jackson Jr., Paula Banchero, like these guys who have won Rookie of the Year, Jaron Jackson Jr., won Defensive Player of the Year, uh, uh, John Moran, most improved player. These guys who have have won awards as to what they have been able to state their claim is in the NBA, in the the league, I can't put these other guys above them because – these guys have made it a point to not only up their game, but up their game to a particular status where they are now actually in conversation and also winning awards that, you know, matter when it comes to, to, to the league. So it's like, yeah, no, I can't put you above that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put you above somebody who is a defensive player. I'm not going to put you above muscle pro. I'm not going to put you uh, above somebody of that caliber. Especially if you're not having, you haven't been able to play a, a full NBA season. So, and, and 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 realistically, for me at this point, like I said, you know, as to why, like I have Maxi should be higher, uh, you know, above people like Lamelo and such. I to, to see school on the top twenty-five list is surprising to me. School hasn't done anything. School just got here. You know what I mean? And for him to even be on the top twenty-five. Let's talk about other people that who aren't on the top 25 that Scoop got above. Like, really, so you're going to tell me so he's above guys like Sadiq Bay? You're going to tell me he's, again, uh, above guys like Anthony Simons? He's, again, he's above people like King and Murray? He's above guys like, you know, Mathurin over there in, in Indiana? Really? Scoop, in, 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 in these upcomings of these first 10 games of the season, School has done enough where he's above these guys. I think that's egregious. You know what I mean, like school hasn't shown enough to be above these guys at all. 
You know what I mean? Like, I understand the Chets, the old, the one Bayanas, like these guys that are unicorns and are special. I mean, there's conversations that could even have be had about one Bayanas, but when we talk about the guys that are under 25 that are are, are showing their elite status in the league, I'm not putting scoop over these, some of these guys that I mentioned, especially a guy like McLaren out there in, in, in the end. So. I definitely 100% agree with you, Lou. You were a little too friendly with it. I thought Scoop shouldn't even be on the list. Like, he should be 37. Should have scratched. Like, I have, as a Blazers fan, somebody who the franchise is going to build around, who we basically essentially said, all right, Dame, go ahead and go. We got somebody else who's going to take the mantle, and this is what you're giving me. Now, granted, I do understand he is injured right now, but yet and still, he has not lived up to the potential to the player that we got. And there's definitely other players who are 25 and under who are outperforming him. So I 100% agree with you. This is egregious. When I saw this, I was like, what? He made the list. Get out of here, man. It was you know wild. me. I'm a blazer homer all day. But nah, it's son. Early, nah, son. By the end of the day, we respect the sport. Like, really? Like, look what McThurin is doing out there. Mind you, I get Halliburton being on the top 10. Halliburton has been absolutely good. He's leading the league in his social. Look. And, you know, I mean, guys like Maxi, not only are they, you know, I mean, not only are they pursuing what, 26, shooting 26 and, yeah, and, yeah, and what, uh, 10 assists, but also shooting over 40% from three. But you guys got like Kessler, you got school, school, what, scoring eight, eight points, eight points, eight points, eight points, isn't it? Yeah. You're not even crap, no, oh, almost nine, double, almost double. nine. Let's be clear. Almost, on, almost, almost, not quite, nine. not quite. Well, you got guys like Mathurin, who's next to Halliburton cooking? Come on. Like, let's be respectful. Like, at the end of the day, I understand, like, you know, guys who are top 10 picks, you you want to have that type of conversation because at the end of the day, the team wants to be like, all right, cool, this player was worth the high draft pick. But we also have to be clear about what we're seeing in these first, you know, couple months of, you know, of, the, of the league. And he's not there, so let's 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 be respectful to other players that's under twenty five that could. I just want to say two things real quick. One, uh, Tyrese Maxey just put up his first fifty point game versus the Pacers, so right on that trajectory. And then two, this list was designed for Lou to get more time to dump on Zion Williamson. So I, I think mission accomplished. ESPN, good job. <laughs> They gave him a layup. A alley. Listen, alley. I, didn't, I didn't even focus on Zion. Oh, I, say, I said both Zion and LaMelo, both players that were injured. You can't give me top 10 if you ain't on the floor. So. Got you. All right. My take on the list real quick, y'all. Victor, love him. I don't think he should have been as high as three. That's just my take on it. Now, I get it. He's lived up to expectations. Literally, as recently as last episode, I'm raving about this guy. But when I look at the players we have behind him, Halliburton, Morant, Cade, I just think, can we give a little bit of the seniority respect to those who have actually been out there and done it versus the hype of Victor Wembenyama? So three is a little too generous. It's a little too generous to be in the top 10. Yes, I think he deserves to be in top 10. I think he deserves to be top 10. If not, Maybe like where Maxi is at 11. You get what I'm saying? But I don't think he deserves to be top three. We have one Luca and you got Wimby, right? Like that's, that's hard for me. 
that that's very hard for me right now. Now, I understand he's living up to our expectations, but yet and still to me, you got to give seniority to guys who've gone out there and who've proven and, and taken it to that level. So that's just my, my take on it as well. And I will say this. I am following, man, a couple people on this list that are I like Garland. I really do. I like Darius Garland. I'm a fan of him. Ev is shaking and rolling his eyes because I, I made a take. Him. And I'll make this take right now. I don't care. If Garland had the athleticism that Ja Morant has, oh. he'd be better than Ja. Okay. He'd be Guys. better than Ja. Okay. Breaking news. That's, that's Breaking the news. only reason Ja Morant is getting Ja-Morant. rated higher than Darius Garland is athleticism. You can't right. control that. I had genetics. the athleticism that Ja Morant had. I might be better than Ja. But you know, if if no, for fifth, no, stop it. No, I'll be stop it. Because no, also Ja Morant didn't even know he had his no, he didn't even know it. he had his own athleticism until much later. No, he did. State. Stop it. What, no, no, no. No. When Ja Morant came out, give me a better state. hypothetical than that. Come on, stop how it. He, was, how he, was he literally grew into his Murray State. Days of being, like, he was even a prospect to be able to be a, a top, like college player. So like, we're not even gonna <laughs> act like yo, like that was like uh, something on his stat sheet. Where his athleticism at that point was so high that people were like, oh, you no. I'm he, talking about I mean? in like, the league. I'm talking about in, in the, the league. Understood. In the league, his like, athleticism. He didn't. He didn't, on, he didn't have his it athleticism in the first was on. No, my point is, is like what saying that is you. Can, you, if somebody had the athleticism from Rick, then you could say, okay, they, they, they came in off of their athleticism. No, they had to build the fundamentals prior to that athleticism, then also being part of their arsenal. He had no, to no, have no, no. all the intangibles yeah, yeah. prior to You guys, to you guys, I understand that, but you're also disrespecting a, 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 a genetic component that happens. You guys are tripping. So there's you're guys disrespecting that are allowed... John Moran right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am disrespecting him. He's disrespecting himself by putting up guns. Okay, but then, um, then we on Listen, yeah. there's guys that have growth spurt in the NBA, right? That directly contribute to their athleticism. So you can't sit here and tell me that these guys are allowed to have growth spurts that directly contribute to their athleticism, but these shorter guys are not allowed to do the same thing? No, no that's a I'm real thing saying, in the NBA. I'm not saying what I'm saying that. is my argument with the Garland thing is that in my eyes, from what I'm seeing on the court, right, what definitely separates them to another level is John Morant gives you the highlight reels. He he gives you the fun that you want to watch. Like, I'll tune in. You want to tune in to watch that, right? And part of that for me is definitely his athleticism and how he attacks on the court. What I'm seeing with Garland is that's what he's lacking for me, right? But he has all the other intangibles, his shooting, his ball distribution, like all those intangibles. I feel like he does that better than Ja. That's, that's my personal I'm, take with, with Ev. Here on the back Yo, forth, I'm that, a huge Garland fan. You know, if he had honestly, that athleticism, man, get out of here. And I think here's the thing. Here's the biggest, didn't help him right? versus the Knicks in the playoffs. It didn't. It didn't. No, it didn't. But I will. Well, I will say but the they, biggest the whole thing Cavs is, got bullied. Oh no, for sure. But I think it's he like, gets hurt uh, a lot too. When you have uh, when you have Mitchell as the guy who is the athletic guy, who has all those other aspects of it. Let's be real. When Mitchell came into that team. Everybody came in looking at Mitchell as being continuing from what he would as the guy on Utah. You're going to be the guy in Cleveland. Darius Garland is this rookie, this young guy that's coming in after you. But 
if we're going to be honest, we're going to be clear. It's Garland's team. Garland is the guy. You know what I mean? But the athleticism, that aspect of the game, it should be Garland's team if we're going to be clear. I think it should be. That's... That's 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 up for debate, but be, I will right. say, I will say it's it's definitely Donovan Mitchell's team right but now. But that's what I'm saying. So like somebody who's Donovan Mitchell, like that athleticism is showing. It's like no one's gonna look for Garland to do that. He doesn't have to. You know what I mean? It's like yo, all I have well, he doesn't to do have is it. You can't. You well, can't do yes, it if you don't got he it. doesn't. Yes, he doesn't have <laughs> it. He doesn't have it. But also like the fact that like why it's not even a remote conversation is because he doesn't have to when you have someone like Donovan Mitchell who has. You know, you know, in his own right, you know, I mean, but also he does other things that he doesn't have to, right? So, do you remember two years ago in the All Star game where they were doing the uh the two on two, the shooting? Like, yeah, he has other other attributes in his but game. Garland, that he's just doing a lot. Well, you just bring up the skills competition in I your did. argument for can we can, we can we can we out Evans? This is like rectangle. I'm just saying, John. John can't really? shoot. That's his Achilles heel. Can't we're shoot. Real, we're really reaching here. Really John can't shoot. Really. He he yes. shoots better than Garland. Put that put that in the minutes. Like, no, he definitely he definitely doesn't shoot better than Garland. He shoots Garland. better than Garland. That's right no, now. Like that's what we're doing. But like Garland, is there is Garland. Good. Two years ago in the skills competition, showed out. He's definitely better than John Moran. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Strong, I'm saying if he was athletic, that was strong, that was, that, that was, that that was a contributing Moran. factor you just you just threw out. I'm just hey man. We have to move on. We have to move on to the. I was gonna say the Sunshine State. It's I not. just want to know who your favorite players are for this twenty. Uh, just in we general, the, under twenty five. I'll give you. I'll give you thirty seconds. Anthony Edwards, number two, twenty eight points per game, six and five, and three rebounds and assists. Does absolutely everything on the court and cares on defense. Minnesota Timberwolves. As long as they have Anthony Edwards, they're in a good spot. I'm going to disagree with him because Anthony Edwards is my favorite on that list without question. My second favorite is Singoon because I think he's a virgin. He's a sleeper, dope big man, but my favorite on that list, I didn't want to be an Edwards fan, but like I can't help it, man. He's a dog. I already said my favorite. I like Darius. I like how he's trending. I do like Ant. I like Luca. You know, Luca's my MVP. But, you know, yes, with athleticism, dog. Better than job, bro. You, a topic you for another day. A topic for another first. day. I know. I know Hans' musical favorites as well. So this Darius Garland pick is right on brand for him. As usual, he's I'm reaching. Continue. Not reaching. Just shoots better than job. Distributes the ball better than job. But hey, whatever. Anywho, y'all, let's move on to the West Coast, aka the Golden State. They're struggling out there, man. Uh, as the great poet says, it's, it never rains in California. Oh, you talking about Southern California? You talking yeah, about man? You talking gets, about that that county? You talking about that county, right? Yeah, man. The the weather ain't been looking too great That's, out there, and I don't even know which one to start with. But we'll start with the Lakers. <laughs> we'll start with the beloved Lakers, man. Let's do so, it. So the Lakers, we seen that number one. I will give them credit. Here's where I'll give them credit. On the Clash versus L.A., which is something I've been waiting for. The Battle of L.A. Let's yeah, go. the Battle of L.A., which seems to never happen. <laughs> the Battle of L.A. Y'all we'll actually be across the street from each other. What exactly. It's wild. The Battle of L.A. that I've been waiting for for years finally happened this early in the season. And it was a great game. I think it did live up to some expectations. Lakers won that. But after that, bro, they've been struggling. 
Uh, AB has a hip injury, a spasm, I think is what yeah, it's called. It was, yeah, it was confirmed as a hip spasm. Hip spasm, but, right? But he's been playing for the past two games already. So, I mean, yeah, right, no, right. Playing through but he's not 100% though, right? No, it's a spasm. Who knows um, what that means? Today, Sunday night today, playing the Blazers as we record, he's been looking okay. He, he's definitely not 100%. He's about, I would say, 90%. You're giving him as high as 90%? Yeah, I think I would. I would, I would give him 90%. Maybe, maybe. 80, so, like, when you like when you maybe. take a test in school, you get 90%. That's like A, right? So, I'm he's sure an A-level player. That's, yeah, I'm that's the grading level, system just, in America, I'm just, yeah. I'm just level studying where we yeah. at. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> no, no. Well, I would, I would like, say I would say last so he's probably at an A-level right now. I would say the game against uh, uh, who who is it that that they just played uh, Phoenix Phoenix he was uh, he was like seventy percent I don't know what, what was going yeah, on yeah but you know I, but you're talking about the Blazers so they play at a level they got dominating not only talking about no dominating stop it all right no, all right. no, no, no Blazers no, slander no. here this is all no, about no it's not even Blazers you said he's playing at ninety percent which means he's playing at an a level we'll check the stat line later all right so anyway so after they beat the Clippers they go on to lose to the Magic. The Heat, the Rockets, uh, before getting a dub against Phoenix. All right. So, with this being said, we're supposed to see a LeBron who's 45 years old. We got um, He's 36. AD. Right, right. We got AD. We got, uh, what's his name? Russell. We got Austin. What's going on with the Lakers that they're not able to execute against these teams that they're so clearly supposed to be we got the magic we got the heat and the rockets what's going on is there concern in laker fandom in the laker locker room that they're not able to beat these teams with at least lebron and austin reeves and you know anthony Russell well, on the court. so what, what's going well, on well, let me jump in just so i can get on on the pie mama's bad side real quick i'm gonna I'm be light though because you know as i said I, i've got a, a lakers peace treaty until december right, i don't want to break it no we're not gonna Season go ahead. i'm just like gonna try to tonight. give i'm just gonna try to give i'm already a, defensive but all right let's go. i know you you're <laughs> defensive at the thought of the topic but an unbiased take on on the lakers all right so we come into this season and everybody is just oh the lakers amazing off season Definitely top three team in the West. So many people's different finals pick. I understand they did a lot this offseason, but I'm just asking, is it definitive that what they did is great? Let's go through it. D'Angelo Russell. All right. They signed him to a contract. They re-signed him. Was anybody rushing to sign or trade for D'Angelo Russell? He's been, he was a no-show in the playoffs last year. He's been, what's this, his, his fourth team I don't know if people were rushing for for D'Angelo Russell. Jared Vanderbilt, great. They got him in the trade. He can't shoot. They didn't play him in the in the playoffs. Cam Reddish. How many more teams are gonna buy the dream of, of Cam Reddish? I've been sold the dream with the Knicks. The Hawks have been sold sold the dream. The Blazers have been sold the dream. LA Lakers, welcome to the club. Gabe Vincent, he's done it for five minutes. Is he worth the money that he just got? Another no-show in the finals last year. Torian Prince. I understand Thomas, he had that game Thomas. where he hit eight threes against the Knicks. Torian Prince has been available for a long time. He's on his fifth team. He's, he's not all of a sudden this, this game-breaker that's going to set your team apart. Jackson Hayes flamed out with, with, uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans. Rui Hachimura. 
great. He turned it around last season with the Lakers. Ask the Wizards how that experience with them went. So I understand the Lakers is a lot in the offseason, but I mean, they, they sign a lot of questionable players. I left out Christian Wood. Christian Wood, he's on with his eighth team now. Has it worked for him yet? Is there any team that's been ha- has that has been sad to see him go? How'd he do on that night when when AD was injured? When AD was injured, sorry, when AD was injured, my bad. There's there's a there's an echo wow. in my room. I'm wow. sorry. Wow. Um, wow. Against wow. against this, the Rockets. this is what I'm talking that, about. This is, you wonder why with AD starting. So so that's that's just my question. I mean, there's numerous numerous instances of 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 these questionable players and. We put them together, and now it's all of a sudden, oh, no, but the Lakers, with the work that they've done, definitely going to win the offseason. I don't, I don't see it at that point. Um, in can addition I, to that— Can I, I address some of those when you're, when you're finished? Can I address some of those when you're done? I, I mean, I, I, I expect nothing more than you two to address them, my good friend, Padma. <laughs> I, just have, I just have a couple more questions, though, okay? okay. I'm, I'm going to give you two— Player A and player B, and you tell me, I'll give you a hint. One of these, which one of these is Anthony Davis, okay? Player A, 50 points, 15 rebounds, five assists, four blocks. Player B, 17 points, eight rebounds, four assists, two blocks. Can you tell me which one of those is Anthony Davis? I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to respond to this bait, so. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Both of them are Anthony Davis. Opening say, night in 2016 was... against the Denver Nuggets, Anthony Davis, 50 points, yeah, 15 I rebounds, five exactly, assists, exactly four blocks. Opening night in the, in, in, of 23. Hey, didn't they went to lose that game, though? Hmm? Uh, that's not what I'm talking about right now. Okay, 17 points, eight rebounds, four assists, two blocks. The point that I'm making is... He can't win Anthony either way. Davis, the Anthony Davis... That we received years ago sold us a dream on what Anthony Davis was going to become. He's not that guy, and that guy is not coming back. And the guy that you guys have now isn't going to be a number one player on your team. And because he's not, you now have LeBron James, 38 years old, still having to play 34, 35 minutes a night to be the best player on a team in order for it to have a chance at succeeding that's a lot to put on a 38 year old player as great as lebron james is that's a lot to put on him so all i'm saying is i think that's a how how are you gonna say that ad can't be that player when you just gave us that monstrosity of a stat is what it is it's so it's not a whether if he can it's will he there's times where he does his his mood changes he doesn't get the calls blah 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 He, he he starts yeah, exactly. I'll I'll give you that. I think he he has he gets very moody and he and he tends to like shy away from the from not getting the calls that he wanted, which will affect his game. And I think that's There's, a very that's that's very bad on AD for doing that. But I wouldn't say he's not possible. It's not possible for him to be a number one because he's shown it. He's t- he took the Lakers from the 13th seed to the seventh seed while LeBron was injured. But here's two game you're, you're making you're making my point, Christian. And I hate to support a Laker here, but I think AD can't give you that with LeBron being there. I think LeBron's the issue. That's I, I don't think this mix, this pairing ding, of ding, LeBron ding. and AD is a great pairing. 
but they're so invested into it. They have to continue to put on this facade. They have to go through the rounds of the coach. They have to go through the rounds of piecing players and trying to make it work. I honestly do believe that LeBron and AD don't complement each other. Given the fact that AD is the type, he needs the ball so much more to get into rhythm, to feed him, to get him going. And when he doesn't get that, he pouts like Christian is saying. I think, honestly, LeBron and AD just don't work well together. But the Lakers are so invested in now, they can't can't turn away from that. They really can't. What's their alternative? Exactly. They're not going to get another player for AD unless Joel throws a fit in Philly. And they figure something out there, or leave you, you get what, but not even is that now, but still, even still, you get what I'm even saying? if Joel like, goes there, it's the same issue you run into. Well, maybe you, you get what I'm saying, but I really no, think but the thing it's is more like, so. I, I I think it's more so a LeBron issue because here's here's my thing. What I'm saying is like, yo, I, LeBron will always be that issue no matter what team he's on. No, so not long that he retired. But here's not necessarily. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes and no. So. When you have LeBron on your team, you've seen what he does when he goes to a team, right? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter. Gilbert Arenas, he was basically throwing down the whole idea of heat culture, right? And he was saying it's LeBron culture, right? He, he, that's what he was basically saying. There's no such thing as heat culture. It's really LeBron. Look what they were doing before LeBron. Look what they were doing after LeBron, et cetera, et cetera. There's one thing I don't think he understands. Wherever LeBron goes, he blows up a team and he forces yes. people to peace around him, right? Yes. And I think and what's happening can, is... It's never any young talent. You can right. But, but it's never young talent that, that can, can be developed. And then if he leaves... It's then now a foundation for them to continue on passion. He never no, does no, it. Yeah. He has to have ready-to-go players um, around him. Period. Yeah, he's the Walmart. That's basically what Facts. it is. He's the Walmart Facts. that comes into your town. Facts. So quick money, quick generation. You get it in there. You make a lot of people money, you, but you gentrify your town. You change it. Your town is no longer what it used to be, right? Agreed. So I think that's more so what's going on with the Lakers rather than AD. Now, granted, AD does have his issues, right? He does have his consistency issues. He does have his attitude and moodiness issues. And yes, he doesn't always, he's not always available to be on the court. But I think LeBron is really the issue, just piecing and finding players that complement him. It's just a task. It is a task. It really is a task. And gone are his days. He's no longer 32, 35, where you could just put bums on the court, right? And he'll take you to the finals. Gone are those days. So he needs specific pieces. And I hate to say it, bro, AD's not that piece. So the thing is, what are you going to do? Who has the balls? Who has the gumption? Who has the fortitude to say, look, bro, we notice who you want. It ain't working. If you want to get another chip, we got to put some different people around you. And they may be trading him for somebody else. What you want to do? That's just my take on it. Uh, so we're, we're, running, we're running short on a little time and we have to get to the Clippers. Um, so I'll just end the Lakers seg- part of it at this. All right. What makes me laugh about LeBron is that he says one thing and does another. He says he wants someone to take the reins from him, but then he takes all the like shots one. and he acts yeah. like the number one on the floor. Exactly. Why is he? He takes the. And this worst. is what an argument. And Hans, you remember this? I had this argument on when the conversation was him going to Philly. I said that would be the worst decision for Philly to make is to bring LeBron James. In. Facts, but Philly was never going to be a destination for him. It doesn't have the media outlets. It doesn't fit with his brand. Nowhere, et cetera, et cetera. nowhere close. Nowhere. He, he, he took AD from a from a superstar player into a guy who has to play second fiddle 
and has to get his shots by getting offensive rebounds and putbacks. Literally a superstar. That's crazy, bro. You have to feed AD. I mean, that's just like AD is like conversation. Like if it wasn't because it's AD, like we would look at numbers strictly, look at numbers, and we would not have him as an All Star. If we're gonna be yeah. clear. That's a whole different discussion. We, but no, let's, no. let's we talk about other centers. We have I, other conversations about other centers that would be in conversation to take AD's spot. Oh, we'll leave it at that. All right, guys. That's enough of our Lakers segment. As a proud Blazer fan, I cannot allow this to continue any longer. All we're right. still in but, LA with it, though. Nah, but we, we, we're still staying in the state of California. We're still staying in Christian's home state. We're going to talk <laughs> about their neighbors, the Clippers. Ever since they've acquired James Harden thus far by us recording at this date, they've been 0-4. So an 0-4 start with the acquisition of James Harden. Now, Lou, I know you have been one, along with myself, who's been critical of whether or not they even needed to do this trade with Philly to acquire James Harden. What do you think is going on with the Clippers and this whole James Harden experiment? I don't know necessarily what the purpose was or what the thought was in bringing him in other than the fact is like, you know, you're hoping for a James Harden of of old, of, of Houston, truly is what they're being, but I mean, dude, let's 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 be clear in terms of, uh, of facts. Like, I I never was a believe in James Harden coming to the Clippers as being a way for them because you know you had I had them as somebody that was going to win the Western Conference Finals, but not with him. Obviously, like you did. Owen four did. with him there. He is uh, yeah, with him on the floor. They're minus sixty. With him on the bench, they're plus twenty four. Wow, he's clearly not uh, somebody that you that is a fit for that team. You already have Westbrook, you have Kawhi, you have PG. Why bring in Harden? You know, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of it. I'm curious to see where they will go. But at the end of the day, is if, if we were all to sit there and really you know, go through who would have picked him up, is there another team that would have picked him up other than LA and the Clippers? Probably not. You know, and I think this is probably his his, his last stop. And if he Lakers, can't make it Lakers, work here, no, okay. no, I not with AD and LeBron there. So I think days like you know, if he can't make it work here, I don't see him making it work anywhere. And you know, he probably you know he starts signing his his uh, pink slip pretty early. So that's my take on that, man. Clippers better off without him. Can three superstars be superstars at the same time? Can four stars be stars at the same time? What I mean by that is there's only so much basketball on the court to begin with. There's only so much that if you've been playing a certain way and it's been catered to you for years, there's only so much you can go back to playing a supporting role. When I look at James Harden, I look at somebody simply who can't even shoot a spot-up three-point shooter, uh, shoot a spot-up three because he has a shot of spot of three in years. He's been dribble, 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 shoot, or dribble, 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 fake, shoot, drive. So he can't even get a kick out on an open three and shoot. Can he play help defense? Can he play, can he defend when his man doesn't have the ball? He's been, the way that he's played basketball is since he got to Houston, has only benefited him when he's been at the peak of his offensive powers. And now that he's out of that, I think he's a net negative on the court. And I mean, the Clippers are going to find that out the hard way. Oh, it's not even 
you think he's an alien, we see that he literally is. Yeah, the stats, the as stats. Lou pointed out, negative 60 while he's on the court is definitely something that the Clippers are going to have to address. I do know that their reasoning per Ty Lu when he was interviewed on what do you look forward to having James Harden is passing. I think they could have got that from any of those other three players on the court. I think they could have got that from anybody else coming off their bench. I don't necessarily think the Clippers needed Harden. I don't know if this Harden experiment is going to work. I'm honestly concerned for the Clippers moving forward. I hope for the best because we want them to be competitive. I think it's good for the NBA if the Clippers are competitive. It's good for us to see the clashing of the quote-unquote Titans in the Western Conference, them being in the mix with the Lakers, with Denver, with Phoenix. We want to see our stars compete to the bitter end. So I think it's going to be an interesting thing to watch in the season. But speaking of this season that's early on, there are a couple things that are catching our eye. We know it's early. And that's why we don't want to beat any of these takes into the ground. But yet and still, there are certain trends, there are certain teams that are catching our eye. Ev, I know you have a couple things that are just really standing out and glaring at you on this ripe age of a season that's 10, 11 games in thus far. What are you seeing right now in this season that's really just, you know, piquing your attention and got you tuning in? Absolutely. And and this is, like you said, a great, snapshot to look at the at, at the league and where it's at right now most teams are playing their ninth or tenth game tonight or tomorrow but when i'm looking at i'm looking at a lot of the storyline teams from this summer and they're having issues so far you look at phoenix and they're they're four and five Hmm. Uh, in place to lose tonight, by it might be four and six. Now, listen, <laughs> I, I made I made a ton of of Devin Booker praise. Devin Booker hasn't been out there. Uh, they lost. Hey, yeah, hold up. You know, so so Damn, four and six. I gotta go copy six. a bag of chips real quick. My fault. I mean, he, he <laughs> hasn't he hasn't weird. been out there to put up the empty stats that you're talking about. Uh, oh, but you look at you look so at Milwaukee. That Aaron bag. You're right. This one here, man. What I'm gonna do with this guy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Rock out. I'm sorry. You. you it's you, all you good. Breaking it down for us. You was breaking it down. It's for all sorry. good. You look at Milwaukee. You look at them bringing in Damian Lillard, but their defense is is gone kaput. Twenty-eight. It makes like luster for sure. It makes you wonder. It's early, but I know it's early. But did Boston win the damn trade? Milwaukee doesn't look as good. Miami doesn't look as good. Portland doesn't look as good. Boston sweeps in, gets Drew Holiday, sends Robert Williams to Portland, who always gets hurt. And lo and behold, I hate to hear it, but hurt for the season. So they basically got Drew Holiday for nothing. I know I know Malcolm Brogdon was in the deal, but basically for nothing. So I know it's early, but it seems like Boston may have won the Dame trade. Uh, you look at other teams that are that are struggling as well. Memphis, we just had that whole diatribe on on Garland versus Ja Morant. Well, one one team that could definitely use Ja Morant right now is the Memphis Grizzlies. Two and eight, can't score, uh, can't you know, can't score, can't close. Total struggle right now. Their season's over at two and eight in that Western Conference. I don't see coming back from that. I know it's I easy. I know it's early. early. I know it's early. They beat Bear the Clippers, though. Well, <laughs> perfect segue. 
The Clippers. The Clippers, though. You know the funny part about the Clippers, Trey? Who hasn't beaten the Clippers? Who hasn't beaten them, right, in in the past week? Uh, So, you know, they they make the trade for for Harden that they didn't have to make. What's what's funny about that, and I said that's going to segue into a couple things here. They make the trade. They trade all of their depth. Now they look terrible. Philadelphia gets their depth. Kelly Oubre, we get the news yesterday that, you know, he, he gets hit by a car, so now he's out indefinite, indefinitely. Who steps in his role tonight? Nick Batum. Who's coming off the bench? Robert Covington. They acquired depth, and now they continue to look good. They got basically the best record in the league right now, continuing to grow and, and look better. I, uh, so, can, can, yes, can you take 30 Can you take, I'm not even 30 10 seconds to say to speak about how wild the city of Philadelphia is to be able to hit a newly acquired player, probably the best acquired player you could have in this trade era. I mean, this trade environment. You ever hear a story and you just, you just really would just want to know more about yeah, the like, story? Because I just like, want to know what ribs cracked. This is this is it seems this seems personal. Yeah, very much so. I think that Kelly Oubre is the reason that they have the record that they have. I I think he's he's been a vital piece, and I said it on the last episode. He's a chameleon. However, your team is doing the culture that your team has. He augments that, and he fits into whatever culture that you have going. So, if your team is put together and is gelling well he comes in and augments that if your team is about dysfunction and foolishness you know he'll go with that as well so i think he's been a vital part of what philadelphia happens um he's been released from the hospital uh they say that he's recovering well so i'm glad that it's not anything life-threatening and it's not anything season ending i don't think. yeah no not at all not at all uh, should be but it is wild next. though like f says when you hear that story you want to you want to see the play-by-play, frame-by-frame movie that goes along with it. You you want to see what was going on. How do you hit a whole person? A now, it gives me it gives me the least I left that vibe, but that's a whole another conversation. But you know what I mean? Like, yo, real talk. Like, you know, I hear what you're saying in terms of because I agree that Kelly Ray does give that to teams, but for Philadelphia, he hasn't even been able to been able to be to even play with the team to even have even have entered into the conversation of how he then fits into their squad. I mean I know if you don't us, think so? I think he has. I think he's, he's played great to win. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, been, he's, he's been great been, through the he's first been giving eight, nine great games. numbers and yeah. You no, know, I do think he's giving great numbers, but it's just like it's very early on in terms of what he's been able to do for that team. Do I think that he fits well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, in terms of like, in terms of Philadelphia being able to figure out what he's going to be and then be able to maximize it, I think that this particular situation is going to slow that down, uh, unfortunately. But do I think that he is probably one of the greatest pickups? They should have never gave up Roko in the first place. You know what I mean? So, so I like, said that. Yep. 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 So I felt I, that I, way. I didn't mean in, to cut you off. But, no, but, no, it was so uh, good because I felt like that way in the initial trade mm-hmm. when he initially traded coming. I'm like, for what? They had super faith in Tibio. Shout out to the Zos. 
they're like, okay, cool. That would be our defensive guy. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? But Roku, though he wasn't your greatest offensive player, he's like a Jay Crowder type of guy. He can give you something. He can give you something offensively, even though you know that in terms of we're going to specialize him as a defensive guy for us. And it gives us some defense and, as well. And, you know, and in Portland, they were able to benefit from being able to get him as that type of guy. But, you know, and for Philadelphia to get him back and get Uber, you know what I mean? I, I think that, they, you know, these pieces that they got were, were top-notch pieces. And, um, you know, Philadelphia, I mean, they, they won that trade for sure, without question. You know, so there's um, other teams. Sorry to cut you off. So no, no, just like here. Philadelphia is coming out the gate strong, there's another team that's coming out the gate strong as well, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, you guys know that Ant has been balling out and definitely showed he's taking another step on the FIBA stage, definitely showcasing that he is that guy, he is that man. And the Timberwolves are really balling out, coming out the gate strong in the beginning of this season. Here's my question to you guys, and whoever wants to jump in can jump in. Are they benefiting from the struggle of some of the other teams in the West, or is uh, Minnesota showing us that, no, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with? What are you guys thinking about that? So I think that, well, I I can see the both. So here's what I think about Minnesota. Anthony Edwards touched on him earlier. He's continuing to make that leap. He's looking better each year. He looks like the type of player that can carry a team. He still takes about two to three to four shots a game that I will call them heat check shots, but but he's earning them at this point, and he cares on defense. Jaden McDaniels, an absolute beast defensively, can guard two, threes, fours. Uh, so the combination of those two at the wing position, excellent. Rudy Gobert. He is a system defensive player. So when you have other folks playing defense and funneling them to him, listen, you got a 7-2, seven, 7-3 seven, player at the rim that gives effort. It's going to make it hard for you to score on them defensively. That just is what it is. And what all this is doing is forcing Carl Anthony Towns to be more of a complimentary player Versus a centerpiece player, which is not, but it's not a bad, no, 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 because folks, folks say that that's a bad thing, but I think that that's a great thing. Plainly, what does this mean? It means that Minnesota is going to be what, or Minnesota is a problem. You're going to make Minnesota is Anthony Edwards team. That's where I'm oh, going. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, absolutely and, you know, and I'm sure we'll have future conversation in terms of what that means for Cat and what, you know, what that means for him and his career moving forward. But in Edwards' team, you know, and, you know, I know we, we, we had brief discussion in our, you know, in our chat about early analysis. For me, like for me, the team that I was like, wow, I'm surprised that that's my like, okay, I'm, I'm now I'm really taking a keen look is Minnesota because of that fact. Because I think now more than ever, last season we saw flashes of it and it was conversation. I think this season now we're for sure like, this is Anthony Edwards' team. And what do we now, what are we now going to see as the season is moving along and prior to the trade deadline? What, what is Minnesota going to make a move? Are they going to look at Cat? Yeah. Are opinion, they going to try to make the Cat go bear? 
If cat doesn't make if cat doesn't make noise, if cat is mature enough and saying, look, it's working right now. We're trying to win. I want to win because that's been a criticism of him. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't win. He doesn't win. If he wants to win, he sees they're winning and he's truly about winning, which he's been on record of saying that he's about. He's the, he's he, the best big man in the league. Yeah, that's best okay. Best shooting, best shooting. Yeah, best shooting. career, forty percent three point shooter. I mean, and listen, we'll we'll give it to him. I mean, you know, I think if he's willing to accept that role, if he's if he's willing to accept that role to what you're saying, Hans, then he's overqualified for his position. Mm-hmm. But that's a good thing. As long as he's not making noise about it, you don't have to trade talent just because. Use that talent to your advantage. You've got a deeper team. We haven't even mentioned Nas Reed off the bench, exactly. a filling a fill in the gaps type player. They've got they've got a roster that can make noise. But he, like you said, Lou, it starts with Anthony Edwards. He's actually, if he wants to look at it in an advantageous position, he really is. Awful. Because if it's Anthony Edwards' team, right, and they don't go anywhere, I don't get that's not on him. That's on Anthony. What are you Edwards, gonna do? Right? That's what I'm saying. You get what, what are you saying? gonna do, Cat? So, but but I I bring that up to say it's like yo, Cat is in a position like you guys mentioned. He's at a position right now. It's like, like we look at KD for instance. KD, we we know at the end of the day is nobody's gonna argue in terms of the league right now who's the most prolific scorer. You're on Phoenix. Let the let the the chips fall on on Devin Booker. It rests on his shoulders as the guy, as the leader of the team. This is his team. You come in and you do exactly what you do. Great, just like you were in Golden State. Nobody was blaming KD if they lost the chip. They're gonna look at Steph. Cat, are you willing to 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 step into that position? No, no, that's the big thing I'm curious to see. If you just want to see that, you just step into that position. I think we will see a successful Minnesota team. No, definitely trade talk. Definitely trade talk. 100% agree, guys. I do think we still have a lot left to dive into with the season, but we're short on time. As always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We do have an OT segment ot segment strictly on youtube so you'll be able to catch more conversation more in-depth analysis that we have going on we appreciate you joining us thank you we'll see you guys next time what can i say mamba out the three on three podcast is hosted by your boy lou ferdinand hans luidor and evan butler sands produced by christian gonzalez you can follow the 3 on 3 podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the 3 on 3 podcast. You can also email us at the 3 on 3 podcast at gmail.com.